Last week, we covered ADP for best balls round one and two. Josh returns this week with a guest to cover rounds three and four. This is the Clock Dodgers podcast. Let's talk about it. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot go with him. Can't do it. You play with me. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. Now locked in to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. Clock Dodgers Podcast. Welcome to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. It's your host, Neil. I have two guests with me today. Two, not just one, not just me solo. Two guests today. Josh has returned. What's up, Josh? How's it going, Neil? Mr. Mr. Josh again. Crocker. Josh Crocker. We're, 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 we talked about ADP last week, so we're going to do it again, but this week we're going to do rounds three and four. Um, however, it wasn't enough just me and you because we felt like bringing on another person, another guest, and that is Justin Edwards. Welcome to the show, Justin. What's up, guys? You did the hey, you did the first two rounds with one or two people, and now we're doing three and four with with uh, three or more people. So. <laughs> exactly. Imagine we add guests for every as we keep going. <laughs> by, the, by the time you get to round 15, 16, it's going to be a, a whole cluster. Yeah, exactly. We're going to need a clubhouse for it, right, Justin? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, clubhouse, which I know everything about. And uh, you can uh, DM me later if you yes. need to know more. Yes, Josh and Justin are well-versed on clubhouse. They were just schooling me off the line. So um, <laughs> if you guys have any questions, these are the, definitely the pioneers to talk to. Um, all right. So listen, Justin, you've been on the show before. You know, you're, you're a return guest. You know how this yeah. you know how this works, man. But you know, right, right. We're, we're we're having a, we're doing a little differently. It's the off season. It's a little more laid back, a little more relaxed. Last week we covered rounds one and two, as I mentioned, and just kind of we just go down the list. This is um, Josh is pulling these from Drafters um, Best Ball, so just kind of provide context for people there. And um, we did rounds one and two last week. We just kind of point out you know guys that we think are outliers, things that are surprising, um, whether that, that they're there or they're not there or whatever the case may be, who may be missing. After we go through it all. You know, we could even talk about who who should have been on this list. That's not, you know, just just things like that. So we're just gonna have some fun with this ADP. Um, obviously, this is fluid. It's best ball, but um, it's it's a fun little uh, science project, Justin. You know what I mean? I like it. I did. All right. in. Absolutely. So, well, let's let's let Josh. You know, you tell us who's on the list first here, man. So at the top of the third round, three hundred one. You've got AJ Brown being drafted at at wide receiver eight. Okay. And- so let me let me stop you really quick. So here's my first question already. Last week he was in the second round. So he's already fallen to the third round a week later. Oh, I, I apparently so. Okay, I pulled it off. Do, do you know who has replaced him in the second round? Like who who made it into it now that we're not, you know, uh, covering here? Do you know who's made? Do you know who made the jump, or is this too much for you, Josh? Well, I mean, Antonio Gibson is just ahead of him. Okay. Ridley, Waller, Jones, so, Dobbins. So I don't Jefferson. think I don't think Gibson was there last week when we talked. So I can double check that too, actually, while we're talking here. But I'm pretty sure he's the one that jumped into the the, the second round. Then uh, let me see. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he wasn't on round one or two last week. So all right. So in this scenario, Antonio Gibson has jumped into the second round, and AJ Brown has fell down into the third round. Um, Justin, are you surprised by that at all? Not necessarily. I think this is a good spot for Brown uh, in, in that turn. Not necessarily in the third round, but if he's in the second, I 
I wouldn't consider him before the end of the second anyways. Mm-hmm. I think we've kind of seen um, kind of where his ceiling is. Not that he's not a great player, but they're going to continue to be that not run first all the time, but they're going to try to have that split to get the ball into Derrick Henry's hands. Right. So I don't think A.J. Brown has that type of like top five ceiling that you want in like a second round pick. So the end of the second or the beginning of the third is, I think that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. And Josh, um, are, are you surprised that he's fallen already? Or do you think it's just kind of, this is going to keep happening up and down, up and down? Or do you think, you know, a guy like A.J. Brown may continue to just keep dropping some for some reason? I think he's going to stay around here. I don't, okay. I don't see him following, falling much further. And I don't, I really don't think that like ADP has gotten more rational with a, with Antonio Gibson moving into the second round over AJ Brown. <laughs> okay. All right. Just, I just wanted to point it out, shout out the gate. Cause I was like, Oh wait, didn't we talk about AJ Brown last week? And so it just popped in my head. I was like, wait, this isn't right. I thought either this is an opportunity to point an error out on Josh or, you know, see what's happening here. So um, you're lucky you dodged the, uh, the error bullet there, man. So good on you, man. Um, the next guy on this list, actually, if we have nothing else to say about AJ Brown, is someone that we we felt like I felt like at least last week, where we were we were talking about certain names of running backs or wide receivers. I felt like this guy should have been on the list over a lot of those guys, or some of those guys, I should say. But it's James Robinson, and I know there's a like this. There's a part of fantasy, at least Twitter and the community, that like some really like James Robinson, and then some like like him, but they're like kind of holding back because they feel like. You know, he's going to get some competition there and there's all this, you know, stuff they're like concerned about. Um, Justin, are you like concerned about James Robinson and what may happen as far as his workload? Or do you think like he's pretty safe this year? You know, I, I at the at the very end of the season and up until maybe even just a week or two ago, I hadn't bought into the James Robinson. I don't even know if it's a hype train because he he performed right it's not like it was all no one's making this up like he got the ball and he did well when he got the ball but like i can't imagine them taking a running back in the top and at least the first two days and maybe not entirely in the draft i haven't heard any rumblings of a free agent signing over there there's no way the offense is going to be any worse than it was last year and he performed last year so i really talked myself into like James Robinson, just in general, especially like in a in a redraft or a best ball league, um, he doesn't have the draft capital for maybe a dynasty league. I might not like him as much, but like he proved that he could do it. He's probably not going to have any more competition than he did last year. His offense is going to be better with Trevor Lawrence, and if you can get him in the third round, do it because I don't I don't see how he's possibly going to be sitting in the third round and even a month or two from now he'll be a second round pick. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's important to mention that, the, the, the dynasty part of it, because that is probably where the concern is more at um, for the people right. that I see speaking about it is in dynasty football. Um, and best ball, obviously, it's you know it's different. Like you said, it's a, it's a little bit more of a comfort with, with James Robinson there. Um, Josh, who's next on the list after James Robinson? It's Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. And, like, either you're getting, either you're getting a fantastic deal with third-round Michael Thomas or – you know, Drew Brees retires, they bring in somebody, and the same thing that happened to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin happens to Michael Thomas. Mm. So, I, like, I just, 
I feel like he's I feel like he's a just a value there, but at the same time, the second round is is pretty early. I know we're in the third, third. but you know if, I, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna move on this, if I'm gonna really act on this, I'm not sure I can take him a lot earlier. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely there's definitely feels like a value. Um, that, that what, what's scary and what makes him a value is like you're saying the quarterback situation is just man, it, it's such a situation that can swing so hard one way or the other. Um, Justin, is there any chance that if you were in this basketball draft right now, that you would actually let Michael Thomas fall to the third or, or do you want no part of him? Is this even too high for you? Like, how do you feel about Michael Thomas? Uh, man, it, it's a, it's a rough one. His, his splits without, um, without breeze. Have, have, they're few and far between, but if breeze is definitely not back next year, um, his, his like Jarvis Landry type of dink and dunk 100 plus 150 target seasons might be in the dust here. Um, so I don't know, like taking him as a top 10 wide receiver is, it sounds a little blasphemous, but I don't know if I would do it. <laughs> like, I think I'd rather wait until the end of this round even. Man. Yeah. Which, it, this it, is it, just some insane thing. Yeah, this it's insane to say. It's insane to think about. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, Josh, I know you are you're a big Jameis fan, right? If like Drew Brees is confirmed retired and Jameis is confirmed the quarterback, how do you feel about Michael Thomas? Yeah, I'd buy him for sure in the third round. Okay, I'd I'd, I'd probably be looking at him in the second round. Okay, I feel that. Yeah, I mean it's a real possibility that that's that's what happens, and if that's what happens, like then yeah, this is a steal <laughs> right now. So. Um, this again, this is early and there's so many decisions to still be made in terms of teams making these decisions. So it's like when you're drafting best ball this early, this is where, you know, you can end up getting a really good steal or something that ends up backfiring bad. But, um, for right now, you know, it feels like, you know, I feel like this is going to play out well for this, for this, for the guys getting here in this range. Um, so as long I, as it's not Taysom, we're, we're probably in fine Yeah. Shape. If that happens, forget it. I'll, man, I have, <laughs> I have Michael Thomas on some dynasty teams. That'll kill me. Uh, yeah. I will trade him so fast. Well, it would be too late at that point. Um, yeah, it's a bad situation. <laughs> I probably should just trade Michael Thomas and not worry about this. Um, <laughs> Josh Jacobs is next on this list. Josh Jacobs, the, the the ever controversial Josh Jacobs. As a Raider fan, my bias knows no bounds. So I don't really want to, <laughs> you know, go crazy here. But to me, you know, there's guys in the other rounds that I would not have drafted before Josh Jacobs. But that's obvious. Um, Josh or Justin or either one of you passionate about either Josh Jacobs love or hate or either one of you I, like want to jump out here. I would definitely, I would take Jacobs here. Absolutely. I, that's another guy that I don't see. I don't see the Raiders adding a name or high draft capital into a running back. And there've been a huge Jacobs fan, not because I think he's bad, but you know, cause of his passing game usage, but I still think he's going to get a huge workload here. I don't see them, uh, supplanting him or anything he's still gonna be a bell cow and that's so hard to find let me ask you this justin because me and josh debated this last week um in you weren't here last week so you don't you don't know but like in the first round (laughs) jonathan taylor was was in the first round um yeah and then the second round there was dobbins um swift so there was a couple guys you know second year guys acres um guys who were coming to their second year so are, are would you would you allow would you be are you surprised that those guys are ahead of Jacobs? Like, or do you think like, Hey, yes. I would, Oh, you are surprised. Okay. Yeah. I was surprised too. And you know, yeah. Josh kind of felt, felt it the same way, but I was kind of curious what your thoughts were on that. Um, I'm not, I'm not huge into acres and yeah, he would have been a second round pick. So I guess we won't hit on him today, but I, 
I think I'd I'd put Jacobs right in Acres realm. Mm-hmm. Like you could probably coin flip Acres and Jacobs for me. Um, I would rather have Jacobs than Dobbins. Um, I don't think Dobbins is going to have that kind of workload. Um, who was the other guy? It's Swift. Swift. Might, yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Swift is kind of up in there. I might. It's kind of hard to know what they're going to do there, but I I might rather have Swift than Jacobs. Yeah. By just by a hair, just because I think he could get he could get a little more passing game usage. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, Josh, seeing seeing now where Jacobs goes, are you surprised? After what we yeah, I, I think I think Jacobs should easily be a second round pick. <laughs> yeah, I, I, just, I like all of these third round players. Is the way I'm feeling. Like yeah, the, the second round is just gross. I, I mean, you got Hopkins; he's a good pick. DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, Aaron Jones. I'm okay with a lot of these, but like the running backs in the second round need to be flipped with the running backs that are in the third round. (laughs) (laughs) That that is how it looks. Am I reaching for in the second so that I can get two of them? (laughs) Yeah, it's how it looks. I mean, if we're looking just here at round three, James Robinson, Josh Jacobs, um, guys that we haven't even spoke about yet, Miles Sanders, Joe Mixon, um, you know, Montgomery, they're all on this list. And then, you know, last week we were talking about basically like all these, you know, Akers, Dobbins, um, Swift, you know, guys that were just like, ah, man, I don't know. It feels like people are just getting pretty excited about these guys. Um, and so, you know, w- we'll see. And I mean, that brings up guys like Miles Sanders and Joe Mixon. Um, I personally am not as excited about those two in comparison to Josh Jacobs. Like for me, again, I don't know if it's the Raider bias or if it's just the certainty that I feel when it comes to Jacobs and what, how they'll use them and, you know, how, how he'll play. Um, Miles Sanders and Joe Mixon have been like a little more up and down for me. Um so I'm a little less confident in them. So I kind of, I almost understand them like being kind of people kind of being iffy on them or being concerned and kind of them falling a little bit. Um, but are, are again, are both of these guys surprising to you to be in the third, um, just, Justin? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I, I could do, I could do mixing a little higher than here, but that's a little bit, I have a little Bengals bias there as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, where I think their offense has nowhere to go, but up. So I might take. I don't mind mixing here. Sanders is probably a little, a little iffy. I I'm kind of out on Miles Sanders. I can't really. I don't know what's going on in Philadelphia. Yeah, I have zero shares of, it, of either of those guys in any dynasty yeah. league and any in any redraft leagues last year. Um, Josh, are you heavily invested in either one of those two? I definitely have some Miles Sanders. I I, I feel like this is just a fair price for him. Yeah, and, and the same with Mixon, but like James Robinson. James Robinson, A.J. Brown, Josh Jacobs, and even David Montgomery way down at the bottom of the third round. I feel like they're I feel that like is. they're all too cheap. Yeah. All right. So after those two running backs, we have Keenan Allen. Um and again, just for context, before Keen Allen in this ADP, you have Michael Thomas, AJ Brown. You have guys last week that we talked about, which were like Calvin Ridley, Justin Jefferson, Metcalf, Hopkins. Um, so Keenan Allen, man, uh, this kind of, this seems like value too, to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is another I think, value. So. I think this is a good, good spot for him. Honestly, I don't think he's going to be, I don't think he'll finish a lot higher than here. And I don't think he'll finish a lot lower than here. Yeah. It's a good spot for him. Yeah. This would be one of those interesting situations. If you look back and you say like, Hey, I was, I was in this area and I had to choose between Michael Thomas and Keenan Allen and right. see which way that played out. <laughs> 
at the end of the year. What what a year. Yeah. <laughs> like one of those could really disrupt or, you know, take you off in, in a big way. So um, yeah. this is one of those rounds. Like, Josh, if you if you were drafting to say fifth in the third round, Michael Thomas or Keenan Allen, which one would you feel more confident today drafting? Well, Keenan Allen has the floor. Right. But but you know, Michael Thomas has a wide receiver one season under his belt. Yep. Like that's that's true. I'd I'd probably go Keenan and be a chicken shit. <laughs> the thing is, Keenan's Keenan's proved that he can do it through a multitude of quarterbacks. Michael yeah. Thomas that really hasn't. I mean, he, I guess he has, but not if it's going to be Taysom Hill. <laughs> yeah, different coaches, different quarterbacks, like all you know, losing running backs, everything. Keenan Allen has you know stayed steady, so um, yeah, he's definitely got the you know the floor for sure on that one. Um, after Keenan Allen, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who, if we think about it, at this time last year, I don't believe he would have been third round ADP. Um, right. I, I'm not sure. I, we didn't. We didn't actually check it last year at this time of year. But um, this this kind of you know, man, they, they like I, I don't in dynasty leagues and stuff. I spent on him. I drafted him, and then it feels like to everybody he was a disappointment. You know, in some sense. So. Um, do you feel like Justin that, that this is a good spot for Clyde, or do you think he's getting that Kansas City love and maybe he shouldn't be this high this early? Let's see. It, I'm going to project a little more than I should. It's not. I'm not exactly a economist over here, <laughs> but I think this is a decent spot for him, and especially in best ball, I'm going to wait because I think I think he can fall even further. I think he can fall to the end of the third or even the beginning of the fourth. And if that's the case, I would rather load up on him then. Because they might just take a guy in the in the fourth or fifth round and people are going to lose their mind about it and talk about how CEH is a bust. Right. And then I can just get him in the fourth round. Yeah. So the, I think the, I would rather just wait because I think he'll keep falling. Yeah. People your, are so disappointed. Yeah. To your point, season. this is one of the players that, you know, couldn't change ADP a lot between now and the start of the season, depending on what you know, the chiefs do. Um, yeah. So that, that, that makes a lot of sense. That's a good point. Josh, um, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, man, eight third round. H- how do you feel about that? It's, it's just a pick that is never going to happen for me <laughs> because right. I, I'd rather take David Montgomery. Like Clyde Edwards, Hilaire was inefficient all season long. Uh, he, he was getting the volume pre Le'Veon Bell he was inefficient with it, so that's David Montgomery. Yeah, I mean it's it's David Montgomery on a better offense. You know, he's Kansas City is going to be a better offense than Chicago is. But then towards the end of the season, we saw David Montgomery get hot. You know, his his situation improved. The volume finally started hitting, and Clyde never really did that. I mean, I I know he had a, I know he had a good week here or there, but I just never really felt like. I don't know. I, I, it's never going to happen because I'm going to take David Montgomery over Clyde. So you you don't seem to have any trust issues with David Montgomery. You feel pretty confident. Uh, it's gross. Like it's. <laughs> I feel like it's just it's just me finally resigning to the fact that uh, talent. You know these things don't matter at running back. It's just do you get the volume? Is your team good enough to make the volume count? That's all it is. Interesting. Interesting. Well, right under Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is Patrick Mahomes. He's the first quarterback taken in this best ball ADP. The first one. 
Does this make sense to you, Josh? No, no, it doesn't. Like, I just think like, looking into win rates, I mean, it, it can, it can work out, you know, quarterbacks can be taken this early and, and hit, but you know, just looking at, at Patrick Mahomes, you know, in the last three years, he's finished as the quarterback one, six and two, and that's really good. But like, let's just say he finishes as the quarterback four. You just lost what? Yeah, you're screwed. Three, three rounds of value, yeah. four rounds of value. Yeah. Like it's just just looking at the way that quarterbacks are drafted, the quarterback one is so far ahead of the quarterback four that it just feels like a huge risk. Yeah. And there's actually today we'll talk about another quarterback who actually appears in one of these two rounds. Um, so we'll talk more about it then when we get there. Um, but yeah, your point is definitely made and definitely makes sense in terms of if he doesn't produce like quarterback one at a high level, then it just feels like the value just totally you know evaporates on that. Um, a name that you know is a free agent this year, so we don't really know exactly where he's going to land is Allen Robinson at at the at the three point you know the tenth pick in the third round. Um, Justin. I'm a big Allen Robinson fan, man. I'm I'm, I'm big on this. Are, are you excited? You. Are you this excited? Or are you feel like, hey, I don't want to, you know, in best ball I'm drafting right now. I don't know where he's going to go. I'm going to be a little more, right. you know, apprehensive about this. Oh, man. It, speaking of another guy that's uh, proved that he can do it with some, you know, whoever's throwing the ball to him yep. is Robinson. Uh, no, I kind of like this. Um, it just on its head, it seems kind of expensive because we don't know where he's going, but the odds that he's going somewhere with a better quarterback than Mitchell Trubisky is like 90%, right? Like, yeah, Trubisky, the Trubisky Foles tandem combines as one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. So no matter where he goes and I haven't heard any rumors, I have no idea where he could go, but it's gotta be going up right so taking him here is well, as a wide receiver one and like the 12 was he wide receiver 11 here it's okay it i'm not in love with that price but he's got to have an upgrade yeah I, I i like this you know what i mean like i said it's hard for me to hate anything about Allen robinson it's hard for me to find a, a negative thing you pointed out the the, the the fact about the quarterbacks i just think yeah man like we don't know where he's going to go necessarily, and it can get weird. Like, he could go to somewhere that's, like, super crowded or whatever, but mm. I don't know, man. I, I feel good about it. But, Josh, are you concerned at all about where he goes in free agency? I, I'm – you know, I don't really have concerns about Allen Robinson specifically because, like Justin said, it's not like he's been in a great situation. But it's just kind of the history of wide receivers changing teams, mm-hmm. and it feels like that's gotten better recently. That's true. That's a good point. But it just – I don't know. It just feels like a lot to ask of him to change teams. Yeah. Unless he just goes to just a fantastic spot. He might, man. He just might. But if he does, he's not going to be a third round pick anymore. That's true. That's true. So someone's getting, you know, getting in on it now. Right. (laughs) If he he goes to like (laughs) Green Bay and it's him and Devontae Adams or something. Oh, man. Like, (laughs) forget it. He probably won't be going at the end of the third round anymore. Forget it. And just to finish out the third round. We have our first rookie, and then we have David Montgomery. But the first rookie, Najee Harris. This is our first rookie since this ADP started. First round, second round, end of the third round here. Um, me and Josh talked about it last week. I said, as the draft gets closer, as you know, players are drafted, as we see where they're going, you know, I asked him, do you think that any of these rookies would actually get into the second round? 
Um, Justin, you see where Najee Harris goes here. This is the first rookie, like I said, off the mm-hmm. board in this ADP. Um, do you think there's any chance that whether it's him or another rookie, um, depending on where they land in the draft, can actually get higher than the third round in this ADP? For sure. Um, there's there's some places that Najee could go where he could just have full full reign of the backfield. I've seen him. I've seen him mock to like a handful of teams. So people are just throwing throwing darts at the board right, right now. But something I've seen a, a couple times is Najee Harris going to Buffalo, and that would be terrible. <laughs> he would be like a seventh or eighth round pick because he he'd go with Singletary and Zach Moss. I've seen that on numerous occasions. And if that's where he goes, his fantasy value is going to be garbage in, like, redraft leagues. So we'll see. I've seen him go to, like, uh, the Jets, and that would just be his backfield, and that would be incredible. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be the the bell cow, and he'd be catching passes. He, he got, like, uh, something like 60 or 65 targets last year at Alabama. So... That'd be, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. Buffalo I mean, would be. So, so you're making a good point here about, you know, their variables of Najee Harris and where he could go. It could get really bad, really ugly, really fast, or it can be fantastic. Um, he's probably the most, you know, you know, swing player here next to Michael Thomas, as far as like how crazy this could get, like how good or bad right. it could end up being. Um, yeah. I, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I would draft Najee Harris here, but Josh, would you end up taking a rookie here this early in the third round? I feel like it's it's getting it's it's getting tempting at this price because if he ends up being the first running back to get drafted in the real NFL draft, like right. usually you don't get that guy in the third round. You know, if he goes in the first round and he's the first running back off the board, which is a lot of ifs, <laughs> third round is a pretty decent price for that. Yeah, There's a lot of players I see uh, after Najee Harris here, man. That I feel. I think I would feel a little more okay with doing it. So I, I would definitely not take him here. Justin, would you take him here? Do you feel good at the end of the third, or do you think you know it's too much risk for you? It kind of depends, and I know this is probably overstated when we're talking about best ball, but if, if you have a large enough portfolio and you're doing a lo- enough drafts right now, I would want to sneak him in because of that if factor and trying to remain a little anti-fragile. Right. So if Najee does go somewhere amazing, you have a little piece but just on its head, if I'm doing one best ball today and Najee Harris is in the third round, I'm not I'm not taking him. Yeah, and it's important to notice because, again, those things do affect these ADPs in, in best ball. Um, yeah. Last guy, David Montgomery in the third round. Josh, you kind of talked about him already. Um, so, you know, it is what it is there. Again, just, you know, you either like him or you don't, but third round, starting running back, gets a lot of production, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of work, so it just kind of makes sense. Um, let's move on to round four really quick because this is where things get a little more interesting. The first guy off the board in round four was another wide receiver, and it's Mike Evans, um, Super Bowl champion. I think this is the first Super Bowl champion right. off the board. First Super Bowl champion off the board? Might oh, be. yeah, for sure. Yeah, it is. So um, wide receiver 12, Mike Evans, Josh. Um, is this fine with you, man? Uh, fourth round seems cheap for Mike Evans, but last year with Tom Brady, you know, the, this guy went from having like fairly regular 200 yard air games, air yard games with Jameis, you know, I know Jameis is gone to seeing his air yards like drop in half. And like, I know him and Godwin were a little banged up, but I, I just, I don't think they're ever going back to to what they were in 2019. 
Yeah, I mean, it's important to notice that Chris Godwin is likely going to get the tag, the franchise tag, which is what everyone's hearing basically at this point. Um, mm. I'm sure Antonio Brown would be inclined to return. So, you know, there's a lot of weapons here. There's a lot of guys that want the ball. There's a lot of guys who deserve the ball. Um, we hit his teammate, Chris, potential teammate again, Chris Godwin is in the round four as well um, in this draft, in this ADP. Um, so, this is guy. This is gonna be. A, this is gonna be an interesting guy to watch. All, all the Bucks players are gonna be interesting to watch in that wide receiver because, you know, I think they're all just gonna come back exactly like they were last week, last year. I don't think anything is gonna change. Do you, Justin? No, I think it's pretty standard. Um, he, it, his touchdowns aren't fluky. I definitely agree with everything Josh is saying there. Where he's, uh, um, Brady's not trying to uncork down the field like Winston was, but Evans' touchdowns will always be there. He's going to be that prototypical giant basketball player in the red zone. So the touchdowns should, he should have a floor of double digit touchdowns. He should be fine with 10 touchdowns every year, even with Brady back there. Um, I think this is a good price though. I, I think I'd rather have him than Montgomery, Najee, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, and, last and year, probably Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So yeah, last year he had 70 receptions, a little over a thousand yards, 13 touchdowns. He actually had his career most touchdowns last year. Um, oh, nice. So as much as we want to, you know, I mean, he played a full season healthy. Uh, it wasn't the most receptions he's ever had. He's had a, a season where he almost had a hundred receptions. So, I mean, he's had, you know, bigger reception years and some more yards and stuff like that, but most touchdowns he's ever had in his career. So, I mean, that's, you know, it's hard to knock Mike Evans, man. I know he's not exciting to some people. Like, it's just his name doesn't pop off with the paper to you and you look at it, but it's like, man, he's consistent as hell, man. He's so, 27, too. Yeah. It, feels like, it seems like he's been in the league for a decade. <laughs> yeah. And and, and one, of, one of the only guys who's ever had 1,000 yards every single year he's played. So, he's never had a, a year under 1,000 yards. So, oh, damn. Um, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So, super, super impressive guy. And uh, I feel good with him here. And this is a guy I'm saying, like, I, I almost feel like I would take him before Najee Harris last round. Um, I just feel like, hey, I know what I'm getting from Mike Evans for the most part, you know what I mean, in this offense. So um, I would feel better doing it. Josh, who's who's next on the uh, list here? After Mike Evans, it's another rookie running back. We've got Travis Etienne. So, another rookie? I, yeah. I mean, and I felt comfortable with Harris's price. So, so I'm not going to complain about this, you know, the same thing with, with Etienne. If he gets, if he gets drafted in the first round of, of the real NFL draft, like, I feel like that's usually a first or second round pick. And so, so I feel like we're getting a little bit of discount here, not knowing what kind of draft capital they're going to have. Yeah. Um, are you a fan yeah. of him, Justin? Have you done much digging into him? Not a ton. Um, I've, I've watched just here and there, right. like, you know, like highlight style videos, which I, you know, try not to scout off of, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a, he's an explosive dude. And, um, if he has the draft capital, he's the kind of guy that can, you know, turn 12 touches a game into something super fantasy relevant. So I think this, just like Josh saying, I think this is a fine price, just like we were talking about with Harris. And then the fluctuation will come once we figure out, where he's going to go in the draft. If if you had to make a correlation, do you guys kind of feel like Harris is Jonathan Taylor and Travis is Clyde Edwards Taylor? In terms, yeah, maybe of... like maybe maybe a team being like um maybe a like a Swift. Yeah. Okay. 
just trying to kind of gauge where you guys feel like these guys are not not obviously right. i'm not comparing the, t- the players i'm just saying in general like how people feel about them um an right. yeah all right um after him we have amari cooper this is a uh, first cowboys wide receiver right yeah first cowboys wide receiver amari cooper the wide receiver 13 you guys i mean i've said uh, nauseam on this podcast i'm not a amari cooper fan <laughs> is it because the raiders traded him maybe is it because he couldn't catch a ball and drop them all the time in Oakland? Maybe it's possible. <laughs> is it? I don't like the guy's heart. Maybe. Um, so I'm not going to go any further into the fact that I would not be drafting Amari Cooper here. Um, but um, are either one of you big fans of Amari Cooper? No, this is way too expensive. Yeah, I'm not in. I'm not in on this one, man, especially when you got. I mean, this this is the second. There's actually in this round, we have two wide receivers from the same team being drafted. We have Evans. And and um and Godwin, and then we have mm-hmm. Cooper and Lamb. I, I, that's interesting. I mean, obviously these offenses, you know, have earned that in terms of these players produced together. Um, it doesn't really prevent anything from from happening for them. But um, in this case, while I wouldn't mind Evans or Godwin, um, I would rather not have Cooper. And I'd rather have CD Lamb. Um, Josh, are you uh, buying into the Cooper thing this year, man? No, no, I'm really not. Like in this in this round, you know, I just I'd rather have I'd rather have Terry McLaurin. Yeah, and he comes in right at, right after him. Yeah, and and then even later than that, like Adam Thielen would be would be a better pick yeah. for my fourth round than than Armari Cooper would be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Terry McLaurin's my boy. He comes in here in the fourth pick in the fourth round. Um, Obviously, things are changing in, in, in Washington. You know, we don't exactly know how things are going to play out. We'll see. But McLaurin, again, like Robinson and like these other guys, is a guy who, you know, he's had a messed up situation in Washington. And, you know, it feels like everything's on the upswing. Coaches, players, playmakers. Um, we hope things can only get better. But um, I, I'm all in on McLaurin, so I'm totally fine with this. Um, I have no mm-hmm. issue with this. I think are we all okay. I mean, Josh, you just said you're okay with McLaurin. Um, Justin, are you a big fan of McLaurin? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, Especially so got... above Cooper. Yeah. It's so not even a question. For sure. Um, Josh, you take the next guy, man. I know you're a big fan. Julio Jones. I like. I don't think that last year's wide receiver 52 finish is by <laughs> any means the end of Julio Jones, but I, I just I'm not taking him over McLaurin or Thielen, you know. And honestly, I don't know. Robert Woods with Matt Stafford throwing the ball is pretty interesting. Like, I kind of want to see what he can do with a real quarterback. So, I mean, even when Julio was okay, I think we saw that Calvin Ridley is the wide receiver one on the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. So, I... I I feel I feel like I wouldn't I wouldn't bump Julio down too far, but there's an awful lot of good competition in this round. Yeah, and we talked about Ridley last week. He was in the first round, I believe it was, uh, maybe second round. He's second. close to it. I think yeah. he's second. Yeah. So um, he was up there where he deserves to be. Um, I'm a Julio fan, man. I'm fine with it. I would take Julio before Mario, honestly. <laughs> I just that's how much I hate this guy, man. I cannot express it enough how much I don't like Amari Cooper. Um, CD Lamb follows up Julio. I don't think there's anyone who doesn't like CD Lamb um, on this planet. We all we understand how good he is, and uh, if Dak comes back, everything is good. Everyone feels fine about CD Lamb. Um, Chris Godwin, I just mentioned earlier, he's probably going to get the franchise tag. 
I'm kind of curious though, Justin, if he doesn't return to the books for some crazy reason, is there really any team that's going to make you like, not like Chris Godwin that much? I don't think so, but I don't know. I just, I just like where he is there. And I know know. it's so nice. It goes, it goes back and forth with the does, does having a great receiver on the other side help or hurt the player on the other side? And I think it, I really think that Mike Evans compliments Chris Godwin. Right. I don't think that he'll go somewhere that would like really super really affect his fantasy outlook, but I like where he's at. I would, I would prefer for any, any shares that I have of Godwin that he just stays at Tampa Bay. I agree. And just stay and just get healthy and stay healthy, man. Yeah. Too many games out last year is killing me. Um, I have a lot of, I have a lot of Chris Godwin shares too, man. Um, all right. This, (laughs) this guy that's the eighth pick in the fourth round is interesting to me. I have, I have to highlight it. We have to stop here. We're going to talk about this because it's the second quarterback drafted, which we, we just talked about this last round with Patrick Mahomes. And it's not even that it's the second quarterback. That's one part of this. The other part of it is who the quarterback is. And I'm kind of surprised by it. And I really want to hear your thoughts on this for both of you. Um, Josh Allen is the quarterback two in this ADP fourth round quarterback two, Josh Allen, Josh, how do you feel about a fellow Josh being here, man? (laughs) (laughs) Even though he has a fantastic first name, I just don't think that it works out. Like we haven't in the last three years, we haven't seen a fourth round quarterback hit. And this, this year could be the year. Like it's not like just because it hasn't happened recently that it, it can't, but I, why? why? I just yeah. I, the why, the why is the thing for me too because and, and and none of I don't think any of us here will say Josh Allen is bad at football or is not one of the best quarterbacks in football. There's no question about this. But I mean, we just kind of you know talk down on Patrick Mahomes being drafted in the third, and now you know you follow up with Josh Allen and, and like you're saying, why? There's so many other quarterbacks also who are just as good or talented and, and have special seasons that it's like, why are we doing this? Why are we drafting them here? <laughs> like this is just. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, can anyone make sense of this? Can anyone give me logic that can that this that these people could be using at this point in the ADP? No. No, right? <laughs> like, this is absolutely like, I was, I was all aboard the Josh Allen train last year, like after being talked into it because I was like, no, this guy can't throw. He's the one of the least accurate quarterbacks in the league. There's no way he's going to live off of his legs. The last time I saw him in a game. In the playoffs of 2019, he lateraled to nobody in the most important play of the game. Like, this guy might be an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, okay. I kind of got talked off the ledge. Uh, Four for four is TJ Hernandez was all in on him. And I'm like, all right, TJ's smart. Let me follow him. I'll I'll draft him a little bit. And then he produced the quarterback one season. And that's awesome. But we just saw him at his ceiling. And now he's being drafted at his ceiling. And maybe he finishes as a top five quarterback again, but we can get that in the seventh round. We don't have to do it in the fourth round. Yeah. So this is I'm all out. There's there's no way I'm drafting Josh Allen in the fourth round. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can hear in our voices. All all of us are puzzled. We're all confused. It yeah, doesn't this is make a ridiculous sense. ADP. Yeah. I mean, I, I get Patrick hype. I mean, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick hype. Patrick Mahomes has all this hype, and like everyone loves him, and he's potentially the next you know greatest of all time type of quarterback, and so. I get 
like the excitement that gets people riled up and, and, and drafting them high. I understand it. Like I can, I get the logic of it all. I mean, even though I wouldn't do it. I understand where they're coming from with Josh Allen. Like I love the guy. And like you just mentioned, he accomplished a ton last season, but it's like, yeah, this just, I can't get behind this one, man. But you know, yeah. the bills mafia is intense, man. This might just be all bills fans. <laughs> that's, that's true. Don't, don't let them hear this. Yeah. We'll be like, Oh, that was his floor. <laughs> yeah. They go after you, man. I've had a, I had a bills fan, like just killing me on Twitter one day, man. Just would not let up. I think he came back like a year later too about something. I was like, "All right, dude, come on, man. You've been holding on to this all year for real. Like, they don't play games." Um, Josh, run us down the uh, the last four here, man. Let us know what we got. I just I just wanted to say, like, last year he, he was being drafted in the eighth round, and do you know do you know what his win rate was in best ball? Four percent. Like, oh, really? That's it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, I just, I don't know. That that honestly doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But I, I just, it makes less sense for me to jump up and grab him. Right. Uh, okay, so the last four, hey, Adam Thielen, which I think is, is just a fantastic pick there. Um, DJ Moore hurt me so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Woods. Robert Woods who is now playing with Matt Stafford and, and Kareem Hunt. When he says DJ Moore hurt him so bad, he means it. it for anyone who missed or hasn't or wasn't listening last year, Josh had DJ Moore ranked above Devontae Adams in his rankings. On the oh, podcast, man, on record. We can't do it. It's not, it's not a post he can delete on a website. It's not a tweet he can act like never happened. It's on audio. I'm never deleting the episode. Josh, no. Yeah, he'll have to tell his kids about it one day. Everybody will have to know about it. He'll have to live with it forever. The shame. And, uh, yeah, here he is again, Josh. DJ Moore popping up on the screen round four, man. Uh, are you at least proud to see him there still, man? Yeah, I'm proud to see him there. And I maybe maybe he'll make this up to me. Like, <laughs> can I just say that last year was such total bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. What the, who the fuck would have guessed that Robbie Anderson was going to come in and steal the show? <laughs> it is beautiful. I, just, uh, I need to so find good. that clip and bring it back and just keep putting it, posting no, it. No, we really, we don't. Yeah, it's like the intro. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do it. It's definitely. Maybe it'd be one of my first TikToks, you know? But on, but on this character, on this Oh, man. Talk about feeling like a four, you know, fifty year old <laughs> right. man, like sixty five year old man, whatever. TikTok. Maybe I'll feel- maybe I'll start a clubhouse chat and just right. say, y'all TikToking and clubhouse. <laughs> get with the times, guys. Right. I need you to get with the times. All right. Listen, just I mean, this round four end of it. Listen, I have some questions as we wrap this episode up. So for me, first things first. Round one and two had no rookies. Round three and four had two total. We kind of talked about that, that the rookies, depending on where they get drafted, you know, how, how those things play out will affect it. There's guys that could potentially jump into the second round, you know, guys who could potentially get into these third and fourth rounds who we're not seeing yet. Um, so that's, you know, we were talking about that. But what's kind of, you know, we, and we also talked about the quarterbacks, which was something that I was thinking about when I was just looking over this list on my own off the air. I was like, okay, two quarterbacks inside this, you know, third and fourth round. And Josh Allen being there, it was just all too crazy for me. But the only, the only, the one, one big question I come away with here for both of you is, which player in either of these rounds 
is most likely in third or fourth round is most likely to, to fail to meet this expectation to you guys. If you just had to pick one, just one, who you're like, listen, I'm totally out on that. Let's not I, I take the quarterbacks out of it because that's too easy. Okay. Um, just in the third or fourth round, one player that you're like, I would never pick him there, and he's not going to return the value there. Not one of the quarterbacks. Um, Justin, you can go first. Um, maybe I'll go with with two because the the first one is kind of cheating because it's the last pick okay. in the fourth round. But taking Kareem Hunt in the fourth round, like let me let me get in your league, like stay in my league, <laughs> oh, man. all of my leagues. I want to be in twenty leagues, and I want you to be in all twenty, so that I know that I don't have an eight percent chance of winning. I I have like a twelve percent chance of winning because you're terrible at fantasy football. Damn. Kareem Get Kareem Hunt slander. the hell out of here. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> I cannot believe he's this high. But that's the last pick we talked, we're, we're even looking at. So that's kind of cheating. Give me, um, I don't, I don't think Sanders, Miles Sanders will be a third round pick. Okay. I think he'll be more of like a fourth or fifth round pick. All right. But I'm not as adamant about that one. Right. No, the I, Kareem I, I, Hunt one is we'll take the Kareem Hunt one. You, you're passionate about that one. Um, <laughs> so we'll take that slander to the bank. I like that one. Um, Josh, is there anyone you hate as much as Justin hates Kareem Hunt right now? Uh, I think I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire might just be the next Marlon Mack. Hey, don't you dare talk about Marlon Mack in a way like that. That man was gonna, that man was starting last year above Jonathan Taylor, if I may say so myself, before he got injured, sir. And and I also feel like. I feel like we might be looking back at that one wide receiver two Chris Godwin season a year from now and being like, wow, that was really just a special year. Damn. <laughs> that could be, yeah. Because he might not ever do that again. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. It looks like the outlier right now. Like I don't think you're off base with that. Oh man. Why'd you say more than Max name? <laughs> I'm so sad because like I was just you know somebody on Twitter you know tagged me because somebody was like I don't understand why anyone likes Marlon Mack right now and someone tagged me like I don't know why don't you ask Neil and I was like I'm sitting here I can't even debate with the guy he's a damn fucking uh, physical therapist or something and he's like listen dude you can't come back to this with that injury I'm like I guess I can't really say shit to you because you're a physical therapist but uh, I'm like come on I want to hear that shit like I just believe in him too much man <sighs> all right whatever Whatever. I'm going to keep drafting them, guys. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's what I love you, Neil. <laughs> Med- medical experts be damned. I'm going to yeah, continue I'm to draft them. Taking them in the 28th round of every FFPC this offseason. <laughs> yeah. Me drafting Marlon Mack is like people not wearing masks when Dr. Fauci's out here. Like, you know, you got to wear the mask. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm, I'm drafting Marlon Mack. I don't care what you experts say. You experts can tell me whatever you want. Unless Marlon Mack comes out and says, I'm retiring. I'm drafting Marlon Mack. That's all there is to it. And he'll be my steal of the draft. While you draft Kareem Hunt in the fourth round, right, Justin? Yeah, really. How can they tell me not to wear how can they tell me not to draft Marlon Mack in the last round of a draft, but they're drafting Kareem Hunt in the fourth? Come right, on. exactly. It's ridiculous. It's they're equally as ridiculous. The argument's got no legs. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Neither does Marlon Mack, right? It's okay. It's okay. Listen, at each position here, 13 wide receivers. Drafted in rounds three and four total, nine running backs, which is opposite from last last week's episode, which is first second round with more running backs. Um, zero tight ends drafted. That's just the way this works. And two quarterbacks. So 
there was two tight ends last week, I think. No, three. And zero this week. Um, that's just the way it works, man. No one believes in the quarter, the tight ends after those three guys. But it's almost as ridiculous to put, you know, these quarterbacks up here. You might as well just throw T.J. Hawkinson up here while you're at it. That's uh, how crazy that is. Um, what's the, oh, oh, one other thing I want to point out. In the first and second and third and fourth, all four rounds, only three players that were 30 years old or older drafted. This isn't Dynasty. This isn't something that you got to play after this season. Are you guys surprised by that? Do you feel like there's some age shaming going on, or do you feel like those old guys just don't deserve to be in the first four rounds, really? Yeah, I think people people are pretty terrified of the age curve. Like, sometimes for good reason. Also, like, I don't it's, we I didn't really touch on it too hard because I'm not, like, head over heels about it. But even someone like Julio Jones, like, Julio is Julio. I'll take him. I'll take him until he's not Julio. Yeah, the three thirty-year-olds were Travis Kelsey, Julio Jones, and Keenan Allen. Oh yeah, they're all thirty is plus. Ke- is Keenan exactly thirty? Yeah, he was thirty. I think Julio's thirty-two, or Travis Kelsey's thirty-two. Yeah, they're Julio's all kind of up there. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, those are only only thirty-year-olds that deserved to be in the first four rounds, according to the drafters over there, man. Um, yeah, I would I like know. to find a couple thirty-year-olds to throw in over these quarterbacks. I will tell you that. I'm sure I can find someone. I'm sure, I can find I'll someone. take I'll take Jerry Rice right now over three <laughs> in the fourth round. Oh man, it's crazy. It's is there anything else? ADP. L- looking at this, is there anything else that you guys take away from this? Any anything that you feel like you know you at least want to make sure we mention it that you know about a player about how this draft is un- unraveling? Like anything at all that you guys feel is surprising or, or surprised that a player isn't on here, a certain player or like any- anything at all? Um, Josh, you go first. Anything that you feel like it needs to be said here? Well, the, the running backs, they get real gross after round three. It's just, it, it gets real bad. So, so as much as, you know, like Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, they might not make us real excited. You better get them while they're there or you're going to be drafting <laughs> Miles Gaskins. Yeah, or you'll be drafting Kareem Hunt. Yeah. yeah. And maybe Marlon Mack. It might make sense after this after this round. Maybe Marlon Mack, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, it gets it gets. Oh man, it gets ugly after that. Um, Justin, anything that stuck out to you here? Anything that, that surprised you that we went over here? Um, some something I will say, and something I've I've said for the last couple of years. I I did a study a couple of years ago about um l- literally about rookies, uh, ADPs and best ball. And they all like a hundred percent of them raise. Like what it doesn't even matter where they went, just as soon as there's an NFL team attached to their name, every ADP raises. So if you do have a special feeling about Najee Harris or you do think Travis Etienne has exceptional vision and explosiveness, take him now. Because if he's this if Travis Etienne is the second pick in the fourth round now, I guarantee if we circle back in May. It doesn't matter where he went in the draft or to what team. He will not be the 402 anymore. So if you <laughs> like rookies and you have them here now, just take them. Yeah, that's if, important to know. You like, yeah, because they all they all raise like across the board. I promise you, if we if we hit this, like make a note of it. If we hit this, it's March, the beginning of March right now. If we hit this back up in the beginning of June, Najee Harris will not be the 311, and Travis Etienne will not be the 402. And it doesn't matter where they go. I promise. All right. We'll hold you to that. We'll have you back on. And yeah. We'll, and we'll see it. if Kareem Hunt falls out of the draft. Out of the <laughs> if first if Kareem Hunt is in the third, 
the third round when we come back around, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna raise in value. He's gonna increase. Oh man. Man. get out of here. He's gonna make his way up this this list. This is not good enough. He's gotta be higher up here somewhere. Um oh, th- just think about it. If someone didn't draft these two quarterbacks, Kareem Hunt might have been higher, man. I know he'd be like the 309. <laughs> yeah. Get he the won't. hell out of here. <laughs> so yeah, we'll have you back when these when these guys are drafted so we can see oh, how right. that's adjusted, how that's changed, and see if you're uh your, your history, you know, continues to repeat itself. As you said, it's always has, um, yeah. which is interesting, like you said, because, you know, when, when you're drafting right now, like you have, you're, you obviously are looking for these kind of things in best ball. And so I mean, yeah. it's, it's an important point to notice. Um, anything else, Josh, Justin, anything before we wrap this bad boy up? I think we covered I don't think everything. So. It, yeah. I, lo- I love digging through this. It's been, it's been awesome talking to you yeah. guys again. Yeah. This is fun. Maybe we'll just keep doing it. Josh, how, how how far down do you think we can go in this draft, man, where it's still valuable? I don't know, but we're not there yet. <laughs> we're not there yet, right? All right. We'll just we'll just keep we'll just keep digging, man. And this I swear if we come back next week and these are all all these guys are like in the fifth and sixth round, Josh. We're gonna have to re look at this. He is wild. <laughs> You're like, oh, AJ Brown again, top of the fifth round. I'm like, I swear. This is the third time I've said this guy's name on this damn ADP show. I can't keep doing this. So uh let's hope things change. And hopefully Cream Hunt actually is in the next episode then. Oh my um, god, he I hope he is. Yeah, for sure. We'll see. We'll let Josh uh we'll let Josh put in the work and spend his money and uh let us know how this plays out. Josh, is there anybody that you're making per you know, raise up? on these ADPs that you're just drafting like crazy. It's ruining this whole thing. It would, it would be, it's like AJ Brown, Joe, James Robinson. I, I'm drafting a lot of David Montgomery and then like Tyler Lockett's not, not on here yet, but I'm drafting a lot of Tyler Lockett. So you're trying to get him into the fourth round for us. I, you know what? I'm just going to keep pushing the button on all him right. and whatever happens, happens. All right. <laughs> we'll have to revisit this and see how this all shakes out. All right, man. Well, listen, Justin, we appreciate you, obviously, for joining us. Um, again, again, it's always nice for you to return. Let the listeners know, I, I mean, I, as if they don't know, but let them know how, where they can find you on Twitter, where they can find your articles that you write, where they can find everything you're doing right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, throw me a follow uh, uh, on Twitter, at Justin underscore Redwards. It's just the last name Edwards with an R in front of it. And uh, that, that's all my stuff. Most of my stuff's popping up on 4 for 4. And then as the, the draft gets closer, I'll probably start digging into more offensive linemen coming out in the draft, which is I know is everybody's favorite position to follow in fantasy football. It's your specialty, man. It is. It like, is. I, I mean, I got I, I got Justin keeps it all nice and clean. You go to his Twitter, you find the pinned tweet that has all his latest articles. This guy doesn't make you search for stuff. He doesn't make you go crazy looking for the article. He keeps it nice and neat. Oh, yeah. Just right up top. And I got to plug your Instagram, man, if you're looking for food pictures. Oh yeah, Justin posts food. <laughs> By all means, food and books. Justin is clutch, food and man. Books, yes. Food and books. It's a good, it's a good page to follow. I don't think uh, Josh is not even on Instagram. We're talking about TikTok and all this other stuff. He's not even on Instagram. Oh man, it's true. This guy yeah, is. I feel young again. I have no business on Instagram. <laughs> oh man, this guy. People from Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, I know my place. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, Josh. You could be a sensation on Instagram. You never know. Don't limit yourself. But if but but since Josh isn't on Instagram, he's not on TikTok, he's not on Clubhouse. I don't think he's writing articles anywhere right now. They can find you on Twitter, right, Josh? Yeah, at JC Crocker. That's me. And you can that's find it. him on Drafters, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Spending all of his money while you guys are socializing on apps, 
He's spending all his money on drafters. Um, and they're taking it from me happily. They're taking it from him, and he's giving us ADP. So can't blame him. We appreciate it. Other than that, guys, hit the subscribe button. If you aren't already subscribed, leave a five-star review. It helps the show. It makes us, you know, it helps helps people, you know, come to us and go, oh, I never heard of this show. This review looks amazing. I should give them a shot. Follow me at Clock Daughters on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and follow me on Clubhouse. Unlike <laughs> these two guys who <laughs> don't have iPhones, live in 1990s, and don't want to join Clubhouse. You guys should get iPhones just for Clubhouse. We'll that, see. That's we're, how we're out here like trade VHS tapes. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. As always, be kind, be great, keep dodging.